Welcome back to the Movie Babble Podcast. This week, you've got myself, Colin, and I'm joined by Brennan as we talk about the opening weekend for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Frozen 2, and 21 Bridges. Remember, as always, you can check us out online at moviebabblereviews.com. Alright, so breaking down this weekend's top five at the box office, we have Frozen 2 opening up at $127 million domestically, followed by Ford v. Ferrari in its second week at the box office with $16 million, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood opening at number three with $13.5 million, followed by 21 Bridges with $9.3 million, and Midway rounds out the top five with $4.7 million domestically. So Frozen 2 is opening to massive numbers, so it's in... 4,440 theaters, which is pretty near the maximum amount of theaters you can open in. I think Endgame was maybe 100, 150 more than that. Uh, So it's a pretty large opening as far as theater count goes. And then it is just a monster opening in terms of its gross. So it's already at $350.2 million worldwide, uh, which is astounding. I mean, this this is opening weekend, and it's pulling in just crazy numbers. It's got the hype from the original i think frozen is one of the more beloved disney franchises um i think it really rejuvenated disney and kind of reminded us that disney is king it really kind of broke them back into animation which is something they struggled to jump into in the 3d aspect and frozen 2 is just (laughs) riding those coattails uh not to diss on the movie itself but it is it's got a lot of hype coming into it, so it's got a huge opening weekend. Uh, remains to be seen how its legs will look like, but for right now, it is making money. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those weird films where um, we're here six years now removed from the uh, original, and it just doesn't feel like that long for me. I mean, if you would have told me that 2013 was when Frozen came out, I, I wouldn't have really believed it, but that is when the first film came out. So the first film had a five-day opening weekend. Uh, it opened on a Wednesday, ran through the Sunday, made about $90 million throughout those five days. So of course, obviously, this film with the hype and with the anticipation is going to um, earn a little bit more money. Uh, so $127 million domestic is a pretty good start for this film. It's phenomenal. I think the peak that we'll be looking at um, for sequels to animated films is Incredibles 2. Uh, so obviously that came out last year and it made $180 million first weekend. Frozen 2, only kind of a six-year nostalgia um, grow isn't enough to get it to that 180. Um, but $127 million is a pretty good start for this film. And as um, you stated there, Colin, $350 million worldwide. That's now the uh, biggest opening worldwide for an animated feature by a lot. Um, uh, uh, similar to that, Toy Story 4 came out earlier this year. It made $244 million worldwide first weekend. So this film now with $350 million first weekend worldwide, I mean, it's well on its way to a billion dollars for sure. Yeah, and I mean, <laughs> this is a crazy amount of billion-dollar films for Disney this year. So they had Captain Marvel, they had Endgame, they had The Lion King, they had Aladdin. <laughs> They've still got Star Wars coming up. Um, you could pretty much count Spider-Man Far From Home <laughs> just because it's based on one of their properties. Um, like, it's just another testament to the insane amount of box office power that Disney has and just how much people love Frozen <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, um, I think that they had a lot of movies this year that 
I wasn't too sure about. Like I didn't I didn't think Aladdin was going to be as big as it was. I didn't think Lion King was going to be big, as big as it was. I did expect it to get a billion, but not a billion six. Um, obviously, Endgame we didn't we know it was going to be huge, but we didn't know how huge. Um, and then Frozen Two was another one where I was kind of curious: How's this film going to do? We're six years removed. Um, is the hype going to be there? And yeah, I mean, it it was there, and we're going to see over the next few weeks this film just surge toward a billion dollars. Yeah, and I mean, the original Frozen uh, ended up around one point two seven billion dollars worldwide, which is still impressive, beating a billion dollars. Um, and I think. Depending on the legs, Frozen 2 is definitely well on its way to meeting that, if not outpacing that at this point. I would definitely agree with that for sure. I mean, it's going to be um, neat to see how it performs overseas just because of how well the first one did. I mean, the first one made about $873 million overseas alone. Um, so I would expect there's there's potential for that number to be even higher just considering the, uh, the growth from this fan base over the uh, last six years. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're getting into kind of a new age of Disney movies uh, because Disney, as far as the actual animation studios who heads up uh, all these Disney animated films, they really haven't done sequels until last year with Ralph Breaks the Internet and now with Frozen 2. Uh, they did two Rescuers movies, in one in the 70s, one in the, I think, late 80s, early 90s, uh, but we really haven't seen them move into the sequel game. That's always been kind of a direct-to-DVD thing for Disney, and so it's interesting to see them really start to capitalize on these franchises they have and really push properties that are classics and, and you know, besides the live-action remakes, um, explore these characters further because unfortunately like a lot of the disney sequels we've had in the past haven't been that great but i think frozen 2 is actually a pretty solid movie on its own i think they add a lot of depth and nuance to the characters that wasn't necessarily there in the first movie and they just do a lot of interesting things with it and just kind of push the story forward in a pretty meaningful way yeah and i mean it's 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 something that i mean when you have a big enough budget to throw behind the film i mean in, you can definitely um, mount it for a big uh, release overseas, or sorry, uh, into theaters instead of just being direct DVD like in the past. But now with the new Disney Plus, obviously, I think that um, we're going to potentially be seeing uh, some other not quite um, big, big franchises like Frozen get get uh, Disney Plus releases in their sequel, but maybe some other smaller Disney properties getting uh, some just Disney Plus uh, releases. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And I mean, my really my only complaint with Frozen 2 is there is a scene in this movie that feels like it was ripped straight from Shrek 2, uh, featuring Olaf doing a classic donkey routine. But <laughs> overall, Frozen 2 is a pretty solid movie. Um, I, I don't think it quite lives up to the original, but it's really hard to recapture that Disney magic more than once, which is why Walt Disney never did sequels and why the company is steered clear of them for the most part. Yeah, 100%. I mean, uh, I definitely agree with that there. So, yeah, that is Frozen. Um, I'm sure it's going to have solid legs just because we are going to have lots of periods without school in session here in the next few weeks. We've got Thanksgiving come up, coming up uh, where we've got a few days off, if not the whole week off, and then Christmas and the holiday season will follow soon after that. And so I think this movie's really going to benefit from those parents that need to get out of the house with the kids. And 
it'll it'll carry itself a while whether it carries itself as long as the original frozen did it remains to be seen but it'll have pretty solid legs for the meantime mm-hmm. and so with that we'll move on to ford v ferrari which is also a disney movie and that pulled in an estimate of 16 million dollars domestically this weekend this was in the number one spot last week and is sitting at about 103 and some change million dollars worldwide uh so it's it's doing okay um it sucks because ford v ferrari had a huge budget for this kind of movie so it's budgeted around 100 million dollars worldwide and that's not including marketing costs and so while this movie has been a pretty solid success to this point it is nowhere near profitable at this point in time no but i I would say that i think that um first of all considering just what what the movie is and and just this film kind of looking at it at just kind of a raw approach it's doing well but then you bring the budget into the equation there are some questions there but i think it is for for what it is and for the time slot that it came out and all that i think it's doing well i mean it had a pretty modest about 50 percent drop this weekend to 16 million i see this film continuing to have just good solid drops from week to week and i think it will do okay um uh have you been able to see this see this film yet oh yeah yeah and did, did you enjoy it yeah i i really don't care about cars or racing but i was into everything this movie did when it comes to cars and racing um, and it, like- yeah, yeah and, it, and it did that stuff really well. I think it's a really accessible film for the most part. Now, I wouldn't um, personally say it's one of my few favorites of the year, but I did really enjoy it. But I saw some interesting uh, arguments from some uh, pundits that were uh, in, the, in, in the industry that were kind of talking about maybe this being a big uh, best picture play type film, um, especially just because it's, it's kind of a crowd-pleasing type film. Um, you have some big Hollywood superstars in it and it's kind of it would be um the last sort of pure 20th I mean there are going to be a few more after this but kind of the last pure 20th century Fox film that really plays for a um potential Oscar like a big studio film uh would you get behind that at all do you think there there's a narrative there yeah I agree um I don't think this is this does not feel like a Disney film, even something that's, you know, produced under one of their more mature brands like Touchstone. Um, it does very much feel like a Fox product, and that's not necessarily a bad thing, not necessarily a good thing. Um, but I think it does have a lot going for it just because we haven't had just a crazy uh, best picture contender uh, race yet in terms of more of these high profile movies. Um, but it also is. The, the Academy does like to kind of honor things like that. And it is kind of the passing of the torch uh, as 20th century Fox fully becomes a Disney property here in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be inter- interesting to see that sort of play out as the next few weeks come, because we're, we're definitely getting close to when uh, the awards, uh, when the award season kind of kicks in. Yeah. And I think award season will really help this movie become profitable. So it's definitely not down for the count right now. It's only in its second week. We've got big holiday season coming up, so this this I'm gonna use a, a bad pun. Uh, this movie's not out of gas yet, but <laughs> it's uh, so it's still got a while to go. And I think an awards nomination, uh, especially awards win, would really help carry this into profitability. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, I see this film potentially if it is able to break into that um, awards race in a big way, have a good resurgence in late January and into February. 
Yeah, so I think legs are going to be key with this movie um, because it's already done its opening impact and it just needs to keep going on. Mm-hmm. And so with that, uh, actually speaking of best picture material, we'll move on to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, which opened up at $13.5 million domestically. Um, and that's budgeted around $25 million, so not a huge budget there, uh, which means it doesn't have nearly as much legwork to do as something like Ford v. Ferrari would. And uh, I can't put it any other way. This movie is phenomenal. Um, I, I went into this movie with pretty low, not low expectations, but but nothing major. I didn't expect to see anything you know, really special or unique about it. And I was just completely blown away by just how personal and and emotional this movie is and it, it really feels like an extension of of fred rogers and it's 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 just a beautiful movie yeah and i mean we're looking at i mean i'm really excited to see it i haven't seen it yet but it has been for the last few months now like at the one of the films at the top on my most anticipated list for the rest of this year um but i haven't been able to see it yet i'm going to be seeing it very soon um 13.5 million dollars is a good start for this film i think it's a very respectable start but I think one thing we definitely have to consider is the fact that this film is not really going to be getting an international release until end of February, early, sorry, uh, end of January, early February. So right now it's only hitting three markets, um, Canada, USA, and Indonesia. Um, and then it'll be another two months before it actually goes wide into Europe, Latin America, Asia, and all, all the other areas across the world. So it's it's interesting, but I mean, if it makes back its budget and then some, and even makes back whatever the marketing was just in North America, um, I think they'll be happy in the next few months. Then when it starts to open up in those foreign markets and kind of just makes, uh, makes some bonus money for them. But if this film also was able to catch some awards um, steam, then we'll probably see that have a little bit of a resurgence as well domestically in January and February, which will uh, help this film out a ton. Yeah, and I think this movie is really going to rely on its domestic gross as well as this coming weekend. So Thanksgiving, uh, Black Friday isn't just a huge movie day, but it is a pretty sizable bump as well as you have Wednesday and Thursday and you know possibly even some extra days in there that parents and families are off. And I think this movie is really going to bank on those extra days to, to really put it over its budget to start off with. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I think that we're going to see a few films next weekend really play into that. I mean, Knives Out, uh, which is coming out next weekend, I think it has that family dynamic <laughs> um, in terms of just being an interesting release for a Thanksgiving kind of family-oriented weekend uh, in the United States. Um, so I think that might play well next weekend, obviously, in its opening. But I think you look at some other films like Frozen 2, you might have a younger younger kids, younger family. Um, that might really play well next weekend. It definitely will. Ford v. Ferrari even, depending on the family. But A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, 100%. I see that um, being really strong next weekend. Yeah, and I think the hardest thing that this movie has going for it is its name. So you unfortunately, you know, we had the documentary last year, Watching My Neighbor. It was phenomenal. Uh, but it took the good name if you're doing a Mr. Rogers-based property. And I think A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood doesn't quite clue you in exactly um, to, to who this is about. I mean, if you're familiar with Mr. Rogers, then yes, but I think the name has got to be hurting it a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's where marketing's really got to come in. And I mean, they don't want to go spending crazy amounts on this film, but that's kind of where you got to spend it just to really get that word of mouth out there and make sure you got the TV spots running heading into uh, next weekend. 
And, I mean, it does help that they have Tom Hanks, who is pretty much the most universally liked actor out there. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm sure his name's carrying it quite away as well. Uh, but I yeah. really did. Yeah. I really did thoroughly enjoy this movie. Um, it's currently my favorite movie this year. Um, you know, I, I still have some big ones to see, uh, some smaller movies that I haven't gotten a chance to see yet that'll probably be uh, Best Picture and my personal favorite contenders as well. But I cannot recommend this movie enough. Um, it's just a great it's it's a great time to look at just this really larger than life character. But it also like the movie is is very intentional and very well directed to really speak to you personally, kind of like uh, watching Mr. Rogers program the way he always did. Um, and it's just a really unique and beautiful experience watching this movie. Yeah, and that's 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 the thing, right? I mean, it's it's a film that I was really hoping that would hit those notes. So I'm I'm really hyped for it. Yeah, and I think it, it might sound a little bit odd, but I think this movie is exactly what Joker wanted to be, uh, which <laughs> is a movie that takes this really well-known character and tells a just really personal kind of deep dive story. Um, that you weren't necessarily expecting gets into some pretty good emotional and psychological topics. And yeah, I, I can gush over this movie for days. I highly recommend it. I'm excited. And so with that, we will move on to 21 bridges, which I have not seen yet, uh, but I'm planning on seeing, and it's been kind of a mixed bag. So, you know, it opened to $9.3 million domestically. So it opened in about 2,600 theaters Uh, which, you know, just isn't huge, but is a solid opening. And it's had pretty mixed critical reviews. I haven't really heard anybody gush over it, um, which, you know, isn't really what you want. Um, I think this movie was banking a lot on Chadwick Boseman and his title is an Avenger. I mean, they got Black Panther in a movie. You saw them in all the marketing, uh, throwing the word Avenger in as awkwardly as they could. Um, And it's sitting about 12... (laughs) million dollars worldwide after its opening weekend so it's it's off to a start um this is going to be kind of similar to more similar to a beautiful day in the neighborhood than it is to ford v ferrari because it only has about a 33 million dollar budget but after its opening weekend only pulling in a third of that uh, this movie's got quite a bit of work to do yeah it's funny because the Rupert brothers were the executive producers of this film too so i mean you saw Throughout every trailer you saw from the directors, sorry, uh, produced by the people that brought you um, Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, um, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, it's interesting to watch the marketing for this film. And it was actually originally supposed to come out in September, if I'm not mistaken. And then they pushed it back a little bit. I don't know what the reasons were behind that, but they pushed it back a little bit. Um, I would agree with you, though. This is kind of a poor opening for this weekend or poor opening weekend for this film. Um, so I think that it, it's really going to need to maximize on potentially overseas grossings. I mean, so about $9.3 million domestically there this weekend. And then I think this film probably needs that overseas bump, but it's probably not going to get it just considering the trailers and the promo is very New York centric. I mean, obviously this film takes place in Manhattan, Manhattan Island. I just don't see this film, um, really breaking out overseas so i think it's it's in for a tough ride um but it it's it's definitely going to need to maximize potentially on the overseas dollars which i just don't know if it'll get that yeah this movie's really going to struggle to not be american and really draw in a any kind of foreign crowd and 
I mean, we, we've seen this with American-centric movies before. I mean, we've seen it a little bit even recently with Black and Blue. Um, these movies that are just targeted towards America don't <laughs> really make much money internationally. That's why you see all the big franchises throwing in, you know, a random act in China or one of the Koreas or something like that. Just because you get if you want to have super success in the movie industry with uh, any type of like action or high concept blockbuster or anything like that, you got to make an international play. And I just don't see 21 Bridges really making that international play. Yeah, no, and I'm, I'm not too sure what the reason was for pushing this film from September to November. Um, but I mean, maybe it was to get a little bit more marketing time to show off that this is a uh, Russo Brothers produced uh, film. <laughs> just kind of pushing out all that Avengers uh, stuff into the promos. Um, so I guess it didn't really help them much in the end. Yeah, unfortunately, I think reviews really hurt this one as well. And I you know, it's it's also coming out in a pretty crowded box office. You know, we've had for the past few weeks, we've had about three movies released every week. And so we're really just kind of compiling and there's a lot of new stuff and not necessarily enough time to go see all of it, especially if you're just, you know, an average casual audience goer. Then you're you're not necessarily going to be clamoring for something that you haven't heard good things about. Right. hundred percent. And so with that, we will round out the top five with Midway which is in its third week at the box office with $4.7 million domestically pulled in this past weekend. Uh, Midway has sunk pretty hard. It's only sitting at about $81 million worldwide against a $100 million budget before marketing. So Midway has, has sunk. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, this movie is actually doing better than I thought it would, but that is still um, nothing compared to what it needs. I mean, this film had a pretty hefty budget, and I think it just shows that this – kind of style of filmmaking is a little outdated i mean um roland emmerich is a is is a director who's brought some big blockbuster hits in the past but this this just kind of further proves that he's really really far away from those days yeah and i think they really wanted this to be kind of like the modern pearl harbor and just make a ridiculous amount of money and it certainly did not yeah it's, it's kind of just seemed like a misfire on all uh all fronts there yeah, uh, we're not going to be talking about this one anymore. No. Um, and so that does round out the top five, uh, but we can touch on just a few more box office things going on. So there were some early releases this week, as well as some limited releases. So we'll start talking about Dark Waters, which is the Mark Ruffalo uh, oil scandal movie um, that's talking about <laughs> just kind of some, <laughs> some corruption with refineries and, and just how we treat our pollution. And so that did have a very small opening in four theaters uh, domestically. So it's obviously not going to be making the top five, but as it expands next week, I'm sure we'll kind of touch on this one more. I'm excited to see it. Um, the trailers have really hooked me in and I really like the cast that's behind it as well. Yeah. And I mean, it's kind of nice because uh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo is a very um, progressive activist uh when it comes to all these sorts of uh, environmental issues. And it's cool to kind of see him bringing that into um, the front line of his work as well. And he's, he's actually acting in roles that will promote um, kind of awareness and, and to focus on some of these issues. So it's really cool to see an actor um, and a performer just do that sort of thing, bring their interests and what they're passionate about kind of in the real world into their work and into their performances. So um, I really appreciate that. And uh, I hope, I hope uh, to see this film when it, um gets gets a little bit more wide 
yeah, I'm, I'm certain this will make a pretty good dent in the box office in its own right once it really gets that full release here pretty soon. Yeah, and I'm, Which, I'm probably not going to say that this film had a too high of a budget, just considering just kind of looking at the trailers and the subject matter. Um, so I think it should be okay with just, just a modest gross overall and focus features they they do a pretty good job at rolling out their uh rolling out their films so i i have a good good thoughts about this one yeah i'm not too worried about this one and so with that we'll also touch on waves which is another a24 released picture and that opened in an additional 17 theaters this week so played in 21 theaters domestically so again not going to be pulling in huge numbers but it is sitting at about three hundred thirty-five thousand dollars worldwide so it's it's not too shabby for the start it's at right now yeah and i mean this is a film that a24 is pushing a little bit as we head into the uh for your consideration kind of awards season um they have a lot of films that they're pushing but this is one of them they're really pushing hard and i think that um i don't know too much about the movie i'm, I'm kind of wanting to go in a little bit blind i know a little bit about kind of the subject matter and, and what the film's about um, to, to a small extent, but I kind of want to go in blind for this film when it expands to my city, I believe in two weeks from now. Um, but uh, A24 definitely is going to need a little bit of a box office boost if they want this film to play well in award season. So I think it'll be neat to see how that does. And if, if that does come to fruition in the coming weeks, but I think this is a solid start for the limited theaters that it's playing in. Yeah. And you know, as it expands a little bit more, we'll get, better picture of it but right now it's it's doing all right and there were also some early uh limited releases of knives out which i know is one of my favorite movies or my most anticipated movies this year and so several theaters did like a one day uh one slot showing for it so it's it's not a huge pre-release but just something to kind of generate some buzz and get some people out to the theaters to see it before it's full release next week and so it's been hard to track numbers on that just because of how limited a release it was um but it it pulled in i believe over two million dollars which is still pretty solid yeah and i mean we've seen this year a couple other films do this uh same thing shazam did this i'm pretty sure and they actually made if I'm not mistaken, similar to the same amount of money that this made in its early release. Um, so that, I think, is a good sign for Knives Out. I'm really looking forward to that film. Um, ever since I saw the first trailer and uh, the cast, I mean, this film looks like it's it's going to be a complete joy, and I'm pretty excited for it. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah, $2 million is what it grossed over this weekend in kind of just a limited two-day uh, release. It only had one showing a day, as you said, where where it was released in, in uh, 900 theaters across North America. This was a smart thing to do. Get it out in the theaters. Get it a little bit of a good word of mouth um, as it heads into next week. As I believe it's opening a little bit early next week, not quite in the weekend, but I think on the Wednesday. So it'll be neat to see how this film performs. But it's, it's always good to get that um, little bump start uh, from some pre-release preview uh, screenings. Yeah, and I did get a chance to see this one and absolutely loved it. Uh, this was one of the most fun experiences I've had at the movies this year. And I mean, part of that is just I'm a big Ryan Johnson fan, so a little biased. But I mean, the cast is just having fun, um, just being really unique, especially with Chris Evans. You know, this is uh, the first really high profile role we've seen him have outside of Captain America um, that you know, we've, he's had some smaller roles here and there, uh, but this is kind of the first really public role. And to see him take just a completely different character other than kind of the, the Boy Scout we all know him as playing uh, was really fun to watch. 
Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we have um, this is kind of just jumping into some uh, Marvel cast that's kind of emerging here in the fall movie season. Obviously, we have the Black Widow movie coming out next year, but you see Scarlett Johansson now. She's kind of emerging in Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story. Um, Mark Ruffalo emerging, Dark Waters. Chris Evans now here in Knives Out. We're going to see, obviously, um, <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. in the Dr. Doolittle movie. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that trailer, um, but uh, it's kind of going to be neat to see them start to branch out a little bit more now that um, some of them will have a little bit of a lesser load in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, and I think we're really going to see them spread out and show us more of their acting chops now that they really have a platform to show that off. Yeah, and that's that's one of the uh, good things that the MCU kind of gifted them. Yeah, and so with that, we will touch on one more movie. Uh, which I don't have a ton to add to yet because I haven't seen it, but The Irishman um, also continued to expand a little bit ahead of its uh, Netflix release at the end of this week, and I know you got a chance to see it. So, Yeah, um, phenomenal film. I really dug it, and um, it, it really was super well done. I was, I was really looking forward to it, and um, it, it really is something special, but kind of just touching on its box office, while obviously there was a lot of um, debate um, with the big theater chains and Netflix over how this film was going to get released. Um, here in North America, there's kind of a 70-day window. I believe I touched on this previously in previous podcasts, but I believe there's a 70-day 70, 70 window where um, the theater must kind of have control of the film before it can come on streaming or DVD. Netflix wanted to cut that down. The theater said, all right, we'll drop it to 60 days. Netflix, they couldn't come to an agreement. So um, there's just a 26-day window here in, in the uh, North America for this film to be in theaters, and obviously it didn't get a ton of theaters. It's in a bunch of indie theaters and some other theaters across North America, but despite that, overseas, this film is still getting a pretty good theatrical rollout. Um, so this is, despite some of the controversy, this is still Netflix's biggest theatrical re- release, not only abroad, but in North America as well. So th- it is going to be getting played in a decent amount of theaters. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough to find in some areas, but overseas, this film is enjoying a little bit more of a bigger rollout. Um, this film is in a hundred screens in Italy, which is pretty good. I mean, if you want to kind of compare it, you have about say 4,600 theaters across North America. You look at a little bit of a smaller population, in some of these European countries, a hundred screens in Italy, not too bad. 80 screens in Britain, not too bad there either. It's playing in about 50 screens in Germany, 50 in Spain, 90 in uh, Korea. So, I mean, it's getting a decent rollout overseas. And a lot of those um, nations have a longer gap, whereas in North America, there's a lot more demand for streaming services. And there's only that 70-day window for um, films to kind of be at theaters before they can leave. Uh, In a lot of the other countries in Europe and Asia, there's a much longer and larger window maybe upwards of 100 days in some nations. I know France is actually about a year, their window. Um, So, I mean, it it is still good to see that this film is getting a decent rollout uh, in theaters overseas as well. Yeah, so, and I mean, I think a lot of that really does kind of rely on Scorsese and just how much weight his name carries and, and just how much of a figure he is in this industry. And I know I'm excited to see it on Friday. Um, I'm going to stop drinking early Friday morning and uh, <laughs> prepare myself for all three and a half hours of it. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's well worth it. Great film. 
Yeah, so that really sums up this weekend at the box office, and we do have a bit of a weird week next weekend just because we have a lot more of an extended weekend. So you have like Knives Out and Queen and Slim are opening on Tuesday nights in some places for the, their early showings and then fully opening on Wednesdays. Uh, so it will be a bit of a different weekend than usual, and we will be here talking about that, uh, including the new releases Knives Out and Queen and Slim. 